Oh, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClaire. Thanks for tuning in this week. I appreciate it. I would like to thank Patreon. Over in the squad, we got Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan, Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe, and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you so much. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Go pick up a piece of litter today with your safety gloves and your PPE and all that good stuff. Go give the world a hug from a socially safe distance. Also, I'd like to thank Mason Tim at the Bearded Bear 95. Mason and I have been in a fantasy football draft for what feels like four months. Like, I feel like we've been in this draft before COVID even became a thing. We are on, I think, round 47 of 50 at this point, and I can't wait for it to be over. Mason, I know you probably feel the same way. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. Be happy to have you over there. Um, as an update uh, for any of the Patreon peoples, I have uh, donated $50 to the Minnesota Freedom Fund from the Patreon account. So, so you know where your money is going. Um, any proceeds this month will also go towards charities that support the Black Lives Matter movement. And if you know of any cool charities that you want to make me aware of or any community programs, reach out, send me a DM on Instagram or, or something like that, uh, at TyDeclare44. You'll find me over there. For the mental health check this week, uh, it's been a much tougher week than previous weeks for me. I can say that flat out. You know, it's first, it's important to remember that we're going through a pandemic and a historical revolution. So it's okay not to feel okay. And I, I, I'm okay with acknowledging that. Over the last week, I've found that I've been letting resistance get in my way more and more. I am eating pretty disorderedly. Um, I don't have really the motivation to make a lot of meals currently. Like I made a couple of meals last week, but when I see no food in the fridge, my thought isn't, okay, how do I craft a meal? What do I have? Like it typically is. The thought is, ooh, trail mix. Ooh, Timbit cereal. Ooh, these nasty like Sour Patch Kids Chips Ahoy cookies that we just had to try that I don't even like, but I'll eat them anyways. And it's like, I'll be eating at odd hours and it's not healthy behavior. And it reminds me a lot of some of my past behaviors. So trying to be more aware and more mindful of when I'm eating and what I'm eating and trying to focus more and adding in as many healthy things as I can. I totally forgot I bought a bag of sugar snap peas. So I started breaking into those today and Oh, I can't get enough of sugar snap peas. Oh, love them. Love them. Get yourself a bag of sugar snap peas if you can. Um, I, I guess I just noticed that I was taking in a lot of content and a lot of that content is real and a lot of that content is sad and a lot of that content can make me angry um, and there's some negativity as well. So I think it's important to... I guess focus on, the, focus on the positive a bit as well, right? And um, I saw this on Instagram first, but over on Twitter, 
uh, at underscore nectarine 808 underscore. First, amazing Twitter handle. It also makes me think like, was there a nectarine 808 originally? Are the underscores for the aesthetic or are they out of necessity? I have so many questions that I'm never going to get the answer to. But uh, Emma, as her name reflects on Twitter, um, posted a threat of positive change that is happening because of the protests. Briona's law has been passed through the Public Safety Committee in Louisville, a law that will regulate a no-knock warrant. A bill was introduced in Colorado that will address abusive law enforcement policies. A statue of a racist man will be taken down in Virginia. The mayor of LA and lawmakers in New York are calling for the beat defunding of police departments. Ferguson, the same town where Michael Brown was unjustly murdered by the police, elected its first black mayor, and she's also the first woman mayor. Philadelphia took down a statue of a racist homophobe. Bipartisan push to end a program that supplies police departments with surplus military gear. Unanimous passing of mandatory police education and bias training passes through Michigan Senate. And judges give green light to try the three men responsible for Ahmaud Arbery's murder. Oh, and one more. San Diego police do away with the corroded restraint, a brutal practice that is disproportionately disproportionately used on people of color. It's very easy to get caught in the waves. And I'm not saying, you know, focus on results because that's also kind of a dangerous game. But it's good to know that efforts are equaling something. And I think it's just important to remember why this is happening and why we're doing this. Like I mentioned on the podcast, it's not just to post a black square, get some likes and and give yourself a pat on the back and a gold star. That's not it. It's about continuing this conversation and making real change in a broken system. And honestly, if you know of any opportunities, if you know of any resources, if you know of anything that needs to be amplified, please let me know at Tideclare44. I would love to amplify this. I would love to use whatever platform I have to just continue this conversation and not let it go by the wayside. And I hope that that happens through this show that you're going to listen to today. Got on the mic with Liam and Boyan this week. We talk about the protests. We talk about positive change. We talk about, uh, really brief about Liverpool at multiple points throughout this thing. I mean, with Boyan on the podcast, that's kind of a given. So don't be surprised about the Liverpool talk. Um, yeah, we talk about a lot of things. Um, all in all, just I love having conversations with my friends that are real and not just about butts. And that's one thing I really appreciate of my friend group, you know, mostly the Patreon supporters, to be honest. Uh, you know, Boyan, Matt, uh, Liam, Mason, Chris, Malik, Dan, Devin. If I forgot someone, I'm going to feel so bad. But all of y'all, I love just the fact that we can be real and have real conversations. And yeah, I just really appreciate that. And I hope that comes through in the show. So. Let's get to it. Like, share, subscribe, whatever. Use, uh, yeah, if you think this conversation is productive, let's keep it going. Let's let's share it. Let's get it out there. If you want to come on the show to discuss something along these lines, or if you have any any desire to come on the show, send me an Instagram. Oh my God, I'm so old. 
Send me a DM on Instagram at TyDeclare44 because I'm cool and hip. <laughs> Alright, I, I, okay, that's it. Tapping out. It's 9.36. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Please welcome Liam Nolan and Boyan Antonoff. I think if you're wearing the pallbearers now. <laughs> <laughs> there you uh, go. You're oh, moving. Shit. You're moving. We're recording. Let's go. Welcome back to the show. Liam Boyan, how's it going? Pretty good. How are yourself? Not doing too bad. We're uh, playing around with Zoom backgrounds, as always. <laughs> is rocking the pallbearers. I like it. Hell yeah. Boyan, how, how are you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. I just spent uh, an hour cutting uh, one, uh, one of my friend's grandma's grass, so that was fun. <laughs> okay, okay. You, uh, right a little side hustle or, or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's why I was late to the recording, so sorry, everybody. All right, on. He's, hey. he's like one of those like 13-year-old boys who like, has like, a gig of like, cutting lawns. No, Liam, you'd love her. She's like an 87-year-old like Italian grandma. <laughs> Ooh, do you get paid in lasagna? I wish. No, but if I told her I was vegan, she'd be like, no, you need meat. I would have <laughs> but Yes, I'm not going to do an Italian accent because that might be offensive yeah. and I no, wouldn't I'm do it justice. So. No. <laughs> um, so there's like... Italian, you can do it. Oh, there we go. We got, we got permission. Thank you, Liam. So there's like a million and one places that we could start on this podcast. But I think... You know, the only, and we will get to everything. Don't, don't worry, person who is waiting for us to talk about X thing. But uh, I think we have to start with uh, Liam's signing of an unnamed Brazilian player in FIFA 20. <laughs> Liam, uh, who is this player? Uh, and tell us why this is a big deal. Well, um, I actually don't know who he is. I said, because I was looking for an attacker. Um, I think I got my scouts on different people. Um, his name is Rodrigo. I don't know if Boyan knows him. He plays for Real. He had a good overall. He's only 19 years old. So, I'm like, the upside here could be very high. Mm. So, I feel like it's an investment that's going to be worth it. Okay. So I'm excited about that. So, okay. I tried to sign another guy, an Italian, but he was like, he wanted a starting role. I'm like, I don't know why he wants it. He's not a great overall. So, I think I went in the right direction here. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, we will circle back to this every time you're on the show and just have an update on how Rodrig- Rodrigo. 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 How Rodrigo is doing? I also got Alfonso Davies today. Ooh. Ooh. Just because he's Canadian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Man, I, I need to you get a PS4 Alfonso. so I can play the show. I just, I, I need a PS4. I, yeah, I haven't played the show. Because I got Xbox like for free, really, because my girlfriend gave it to me. Because um, she had one lying around. Um, but like, yeah, I regret not. Or I miss not being able to play baseball games because you can't mm-hmm. play them on Xbox. Yeah, I heard that it, they might be expanding to Xbox. So fingers crossed on that. But um, yeah, no, I would really enjoy that. Um, Boyan, your video's gone. Did we lose you? Or are you just in the dark now? No, I'm still here. I'm, Carolyn's asking me if I want food. So I'm responding there. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's she making? I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, Hold on. Okay. You're going to lose me again, though. But don't worry. I'm still here. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Rodrigo's good. Sorry to chime in like that. Alfonso <laughs> Davis is good. He's got pace, but that's about it. But that's exactly what you need in the German league. So yeah. he's not getting like a, a starting role for me because he's not great in the game. But you know, I, I just wanted the token Canadian. <laughs> yeah. No. No. He he's good. Um, yeah. You know. So that's that's a great start to the show, guys. Um, I I'm, I think the uh, the FIFA audience is so glad that we started there and um we will definitely circle back to that next time y'all are on uh get <laughs> like yearly yeah, rodrigo updates <laughs> wait is it the rodrigo that's r-o-d-r-y-g-o yeah rodrigo? oh yeah, yeah yeah he's he's decent um he's good. it felt nice taking someone from real, from real madrid too because usually they, they take people from other teams so you know yeah get some of their own medicine yeah there you go. My, my man. My man knows what's up. <laughs> Speaking of taking things from other people, um, <laughs> Shit. the world is kind of in a revolution right now. And, you know, there's a lot going on. And I was, I guess I'm curious to start just what things have been like in Ottawa over the past week. Um, Boyne, we can start with you. What, what have you seen over the last week in Ottawa with everything going on? You know what? I'm surprised. I never expected this many people to be well, like, no, okay. I guess surprise is the wrong word, but I guess I never thought people I knew would have the ability to, you know, be as passionate as caring and like, and like contribute to the cause as well. Like do donations, go to the protests, whatever it is. Like I went down to the protest on Friday, on June 5th, after a lot of warnings from, Ottawa people telling us not to go, but in the back of my mind, I was always like, well, I'm going to go because it's a cause I believe in. And if shit pops off, it pops off, you know, <laughs> like that was my mindset heading into it. Obviously, I didn't want shit to pop off because the whole idea of it is to achieve these means through peaceful methods. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in some cities in America, that's not possible. Um, I've seen a lot of my friends just, I don't know just uh, just understanding and i never thought that i would ever have those things in common with people because you know a lot of the times they're just like oh well like why do black lives matter more than other lives and then mm-hmm. you're kind of like well it's not actually that that's not what they're saying you know what i mean it's like in order for all lives to matter you have to make black lives matter that's why all lives don't matter until you demolish the system that allows black lives to matter as well. But um, but but all lives matter. So can't we just all say all lives matter and just be happy with it? No. Why? Because <laughs> I said so. And so did Kendrick. And so did DeMar. DeMar and we gotta, that's how we do it, baby. <laughs> it's kind of all bullshit. Lives. Like they, they say all lives matter, but they're like, they also excuse the cops when they push like that old white man. So it's yeah. <laughs> How much logic to their uh, to their bullshit there? No, not not a lot, not a lot. Uh, Liam, what's what have, what have you been seeing around? Like, what have you been? What, what's it been like for you? Um, well, I wasn't able to go to the protest um, just because I wanted to um, uh, stay safe. Live so I live with my nineteen-year-old grandmother mm-hmm. for only a couple weeks because I'm I'm in the phase, I'm moving out in phases here. <laughs> um, because I don't have Wi-Fi at my like apartment yet, so I'm like waiting for that before I fully move out. It's a rough look. That's another another topic. 
Yeah. But um, so I wasn't able to go to the protest, but I did drive downtown afterwards. And it was, I think, because like the last few times I've been downtown Ottawa, there's like a ghost town. You should usually go downtown to Ottawa to begin with, mm-hmm. especially during COVID. But um, yeah, it was just like a huge crowd of people. It was good to see. Um, I think, I mean, in our circles, at least, the Ottawa people I know are pretty good about this. They're receptive, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I've been seeing in Ottawa. Been, but the only, um, I guess, interesting thing to see is that as good as the people in Ottawa are, there are a lot of issues with the police itself here. Like, there's been uh, officers getting in trouble for racist remarks, racist uh, tweets or posts or something. Mm. Um, so there's there's sort of institutional culture here that's still a problem. Mm-hmm. But seeing the the amount of people on the street uh, in the pictures is pretty uh, it's pretty positive. Yeah, it's positive, and it seems to be the start of a really important conversation that sort of should have started many years ago, and it really should have started, especially four years ago when you know Kaepernick was beginning his protest. This is exactly what. He was protesting, not the flag, not that black lives matter more than all lives, that black people and people of color, I hate the term, but you know, people of color are being killed in the streets for unnecessary reasons. There's systemic racism at hand that people don't have the same privileges that someone like myself may have. And it's not enough just to turn a blind eye to any racism or not say anything or be a silent ally. It's someone like, like Stefan Kallenberg, when I had him on the podcast earlier, he, he had a really good perspective and it really opened my eyes just to what my role is in all of this is to try and open the doors that just come open to myself and to listen to what the needs are of those who don't have the platform or don't have the voice and do what I can in my power to open those doors and to make that connection as easy as possible. I mean, there's just been so many different positives that have come from, I guess, the situation so far, but there's still a long way to go. Um, I'm not sure what you guys have seen in terms of positives, um, whether it be in Canada, the U S what have you, have you guys noticed any sort of positives? Um, Well, I can just briefly, there's something interesting about how like discussion even happened, how it's happening now. Mm-hmm. And then you brought up Kaepernick, of course, but like it's discussion been happening for years, but it just seems that like decades. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just uh, saw like um, it was the birthday actually of the two track athletes in, who were in the 68 Olympics who protested the anthem, beat the black pirate salute, and they were like ostracized. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been going on for decades, but it just seems that like it's been almost like a breaking point mm-hmm. um, the, the last couple of weeks. Uh, part of that is definitely the, the, the age of social media because mm-hmm. like before I think people could sort of shelter themselves, but now there's no more of that. And there's like obviously drawbacks to what you can share on social media because, you know, it's like accessible sometimes, but at the same time, it, it's helped brought light to all these issues for people, people like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, who necessarily weren't um, like aware or not even that, but just, you know, were in their own bubble. Mm-hmm. I think to answer the question of positives, 
it's just it is the people who used to be silent aren't as silent as they were because it's uh it's it's those people who know what's going on but are silent that that's the, the biggest problem really because they can make that difference but they choose not to so you've seen guys like like the whole list of NHL players who are usually the most timid athletes. Mm-hmm. Like you see someone like Tyler Sagan, who's like the epitome of like a white hockey boy from the GTA um, out, of pro- out of protest in Dallas. Um, so it's, I think a positive is definitely seeing uh, those voices speak up finally. Because mm-hmm. it's like way past due, t- due time here. Yeah. Blaine. No, yeah, like Liam was saying, it's 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 great that people that didn't feel like they had a voice before are finding it for matters like these. And I honestly couldn't tell you what changed. Was it because of the treatment? Was it because more and more people were starting to, you know, go to protests, speak out on, on these matters? Like I am very critical of the NHL in terms of stuff like this, and so is Liam, and you know. I think to an extent you are Tyler, like you understand it. Um, but it was just like, it, it, it was a breaking point for everybody. And then, you know, you got players like Steve Downey who are still like, well, you know, like just have these crazy stories about him. And then people like really o- like opened up their eyes to how much of a shitty person he is. But aside from sports, um, some positives you saw happening are the Minnesota police. Like, what is it? Are they disbanding? Are they reforming? Like, what is it? I understood it as they're defunding and they're going to translate those funds into more community based services. Mm, Yeah. See, and that to me is a positive because Mm -hmm. when I think of the police, I don't think it's people that should be coming into every situation strapped to the fucking arm with, with guns and shit and whatever else i think of someone that's there to de-escalate the situation right and i hope that that can be a change like it it leads to police officers de-escalating rather than escalating a lot of the time because i Mm -hmm. feel like that's a big issue of this whole matter um another positive is just I don't know, like, I was in awe of how many people came out to the protest in Ottawa. I was in awe of seeing this go just beyond the unit, like, North America. Like, people were, like, tearing down, like, racist uh, slave trader statues across Europe. Like, it reached Australia, like, New Zealand. Like, it's worldwide, whereas before, it just seemed kind of like, oh, well, this happened. But, yeah, it sucks, but what can you do? And people just kind of like brushed it aside. And you know, there's still like investigations pending from that stuff because like, I don't know who was it that died um, a long time ago. And and now there's all these news articles coming out about like KKK, like activities going on with these people and potential like murders that have happened and disappearances. And you're like, this is fucked up. Like this is 2020. Like why is this shit still going on? Like I thought that KKK was a myth. Like, what is happening? How do these people still function in a society like this, you know? Right. Um, so the positivity is that from what I see in the world, there seems to be more love than hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, but And you know what? You have to weed out the hate. You have to start by tearing out its roots. And right now it just seems like that's what we're starting to do inch by inch. We're getting there. We're already seeing like positivity across the world. And that's all what this was about. It was never meant to incite violence. This was always about moving people and trying to show 
a lack of empathy and compassion and the need for justice for every human being in the world. Cause when you just have it for a couple of races, that's not it. You know, like that's not it. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I got to say on the matter. Yeah, so 100%. Um, just to touch really quick on the Minnesota thing. Um, I got this off CNN. So like anything, take everything with a grain of salt. Um, Nine, nine members of Minneapolis City Council on Sunday announced they intend to defund and dismantle the city's police department following the killing, the police killings of George Floyd. So they are planning on doing like the the moving around of funds to more community-based services, but it also mentioned the possibility and the intent to completely dismantle the police force, not in the short term, but in the long term, and completely redesign the whole thing. And I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's, I know Boyan touched on it, but that's another positive is sort of that, like, attitude shift to that, because a lot of people for years have, I think, gratefully been calling to defund the police, mm-hmm. but now it's not, it's it's almost like a, it's become more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as radical as it seemed. I think it coincides uh, coincidentally with um, with the COVID situation because we see all these healthcare professionals like having uh, difficulty ac- accessing the resources they need, and they're being told, "Oh, we don't have the money." But look where the money is going. It's going to the police, like mm-hmm. getting essentially like militarized. Um, when there is much better things you could put the money to, and the more you fund the police with that in that militaristic uh, approach, you know, the you're only going to escalate escalate situations. So. I you know, totally agree with with the notion of defunding because I think uh, to fix the problem you don't need that heavy enforcement. You need to fix the problems at the at the root rather yeah. than like escalating the issue. Yeah. Sorry. Can I just say one more positive? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people that aren't people of color now are starting to listen to more and more like people of color voices so and they're learning how to um talk to them how to ask them the right questions they're not asking what can i do to help you make you feel better they're asking stuff like how are you feeling and then if you're on the front lines protesting and i've seen this happen like if like cops had tried to escalate the situation white people would use their privilege, I guess. I really don't like that because it's almost like, holy shit, like you see the attitude change almost immediately in those videos. You know what I mean? And it's actually like bizarre, but they're using their privilege to defend, uh, I don't know, like people of color. And that to me was moving. But at the same time, it was like kind of like, holy shit, like really? (laughs) Like, oh my God, (laughs) like this is bizarre. (laughs) Like, wow. But anyways, just listening to more black voices has opened other people's eyes is what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. I think the listening is important because I, like, I don't think you want a situation where like you get like a white savior complex, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like he, like rather than having like long social media posts over and over again, you like amplify voices of those who are actually mm-hmm. uh, on the front lines and actually being affected. Yeah. So I think it's, I think that aspect's important. Yeah. Yeah. To quickly touch on the defund the police thing. Um, Cause I know that a lot of people look at that at face value 
and think, oh my God, that'll just result in anarchy. It's like, okay, so there's a difference between one like defund and dismantling. And if you think that taking what, like the millions and millions of dollars that the police get in bonuses each year and move that more to schooling, to uh, after school care, to other community-based resources, that that is going to cause more issues than what it's going to solve. Like I saw a post on, on, um, on Instagram. It was like, if you support defunding, then your closet better look like this. And this guy had like a light machine gun on top of a shelf, fully stocked, full of ammo. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, no. The idea that police are deterrence kind of, if you, it's not because I've actually saw an article. I forget what the source was, but it was literature source about um, a town in New Jersey that essentially went that approach, and their crime de-escalated massively. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't like decrease crime by putting in more officers; you decrease crime by putting money into the community. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. It's the exact same thing as like, it's a psychological experiment called the rat world. It was in, it was based in like addiction sense where they would get a a rat hooked on uh, heroin or cocaine or something like that. And then they would put it and and get it hooked and hooked and hooked until it, until it would choose the cocaine over water until it died. And it was like, like it would, it would just choose the cocaine until it died with with it. Just put it in a cage, let it do its thing. But when they put, a, and a, a, uh, a rat inside a cage with, you know, a community with friends, with resource, with things like this, it thrived and lived a great life. And they took it one step further where they got a rat addicted to this cocaine water or heroin, whatever the, the substance was. And then they put that rat, that addicted rat into that rat world, like community resources, all that stuff. And it didn't choose, um, I'm sorry, I, I totally messed that up. So <laughs> in Rat World, they also give the choice between water and cocaine water. And, e- and when they were able to go into the Rat World, they chose the water over the, the cocaine water, even if they came and addicted. And it just shows like when you have a community, when you have resources, when you have these things available, the negative behaviors that you're trying to root out of society naturally fall away. So yeah, militarizing the police, bringing tanks to a peaceful protest that's not going to de-escalate things it's only going to make things yeah. worse yeah and now i hop off my soapbox <laughs> <laughs> is that rat thing uh, legal anymore <laughs> i don't know no. probably not no yeah i was gonna say boyan's probably like this is bs <laughs> i was like whoa but <laughs> yeah no i mean experiments that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down another time yeah um well i think we kind of touched on it right is right now you know everyone is sharing everyone's open everyone's you know posting black screens what happens in two weeks how do we keep this going after the news cycle moves on how do we, we don't shut up yeah i was say how do we like keep this conversation going when that, you know it's not cool i think that's most important because people you don't want it to be a fad yeah. or like some of the people who are posting more than they who you previously signed who are posting more now. Like you want, because this, this isn't like an issue that's two weeks old, mm-hmm. <laughs> centuries old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes time. It takes effort to, you know, dismantle. You can't 
you know, stop speaking out just because the news might shift away to, I don't know, some other <laughs> news item. Um, or or if it becomes less popular with, I don't know, influencers or celebrities or whoever. So I think um, one challenge is definitely going to be keep people um, passionate, keep people focused on, on justice. And how do we do that? That's a good question. <laughs> um, well, I think it takes a lot of willpower for the people who uh, who do need to keep it up. Mm-hmm. So I think people need, you know, make themselves uncomfortable and 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 just exercise that willpower. But it takes, you know, I don't know, it takes everyone to keep speaking up. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes the uh, leaders to to. Uh, to not to also not treat it as like a as like a fad because people take cues from from those leaders from whether they're political leaders or any sort of leaders. So yeah. I think it needs a uh, like a like a wide rate. Like a, everyone has to keep going. No, just yeah. Don't just kneel at the protests. Do something, please, leaders. And yeah. if you're not a leader, <laughs> if you don't have influence or I mean, everyone has a platform, but, you know, some of us have more of a platform than others. Just be willing, be open, like listen and amplify when you can. It's yeah. Basically and what it, um, bringing up the whole, uh, the leaders kneeling because like Trudeau did that. Then Nancy Pelosi did that. And like, like, okay, cool. You did that, but you guys have a lot of power. <laughs> so if, if you're committed and if everyone's committed, and you're actually going to like introduce le- like legislation and not like some sort of half-ass, half-measure situations where you're like, oh, we'll retrain the police. Like, okay, that's not what you're doing. You actually have to invest in the proper resources and invest in the certain other resources. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Boy, and how do we fix things? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, that's a hefty question. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we just got to keep going the way we are. We just got to keep amplifying voices. Um, Honestly, read books about it, watch movies about it, listen to music about it. Just keep the conversation going. Like, don't let it die. Like, um, you know, I'm not going to let it die. I post about this shit every day on my Instagram, even if it's in the form of a meme, even if it's in the form of a song. Like, I'm going to post some shit where it's going to make you think, oh, shit, this ain't over yet. And, uh, so I'll, so I'll be there to remind everybody. Um, I'm sure a lot of our, our friends will be too. Like Malik will be reminding us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to stop. I'm hoping that Ottawa has another protest. Um, I'm hoping more and more places have protests. I'm hoping more and more places follow suit. Like what? Suit, suit, suit from what uh, Minnesota did with the police department um mm-hmm. i hope people keep daring uh tearing down uh racist statues because because it, if it's pe- uh, pissing people off like boris johnson and nigel farage good let those guys be pissed off that's what we want we want those racists to be mad and they are racist and i'm not going to hear it otherwise um so yeah just don't stop keep going keep educating keep growing that's how we stop it and keep listening to those people who whose voices haven't been given a platform to be listened to for ages. And Mm. when they finally have the chance to do it now, listen. (laughs) Mm. Stuck the landing. Love it, Boyan. Yes. (laughs) Um, 
And yeah, like Liam, you, you touch on, you know, it's going to take willpower. It's going to take doing it when it's uncomfortable and that's not always easy. And I mean, if, if you flip over to, you know, life in general is when we rely on willpower to do anything, we don't really get the best results and we might get results for three to four days, but it'll eventually fade off when we really don't feel like doing anything. So, I mean, I think of like, I've been, I found myself scrolling through Twitter and Instagram more over the last week than I have in a long time, just because I feel like I want to be up to date. I want to know everything I can about this and I want to share and help where I can. But that also comes with more exposure to negativity, to just, you know, the scum of the earth, Twitter and like YouTube comments, like those kind of things, right? How do you balance that? How do you balance like self-care and keeping up to date and and taking in all of this news at once? How do you balance that for yourselves personally? Um, It's tough. Yeah. Uh, Just because like, I mean, you don't need to be reminded how awful 2020 has been. Like, yeah. it started off with, like, near nuclear war, and we already forgot that happened this year. <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. Um, and it's only gotten worse oh. since then. It's all been um, downhill since the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's cold. Well, we died. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. Peace. Um, but, um, what was I? Oh, yeah, I just had to, like, I don't know, try to just focus on like the, the people on the streets, the people who are fighting the good mm. fight. Yeah. Um, and just put more value into what they're doing and to what they're saying than, you know, some loser on social media is like yeah. tweeting racist slurs or any any of that or even the president himself. 100%. So, um, I don't know. I know that's probably easier said than done because it's especially for certain people who are, you know, maybe getting those messages themselves. So, it's only made it harder for them, but um, I don't know. It's, you just gotta try when you amplify those voices of of, of good. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know it's gonna be a lot easier to fight the good fight. And it's a lot easier to do things when it's for other people than it is for ourselves. And I really hope that comes into play here. Where it's like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this for likes. I'm not doing this for, you know, social media clout. I'm doing this for the good of other people and the advancement of society. So hopefully that keeps that fire alive. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen a lot of, I mean, there's obviously, you know, some people who are doing it for the clout. Yeah. There's a lot going to be those people and it's really annoying. But um, I think there has been by and large a lot of people who are who are doing it more selflessly than that yeah i, I think that's that's good and, but it's also you know they they can't stop <laughs> they can't give up they have to keep doing that yeah in a way sorry to like kind of throw you guys for a loop but in a way do you guys think trump's tweets are helping the cause even more because they see what he's saying and they're like what man we gotta get this guy the fuck out of here and so like they so if he just keeps saying all these things like it's just gonna anger people more and more and more and more people are gonna take to the streets like he literally said to like dc like this should be over soon and then more people were there were there marching the next day so i feel like his voice is helping the protest in a positive way 
because more and more people are showing up to show, first of all, Black Lives Matter, and second of all, FTD. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, you know, I'm kind of glad he keeps sucking shit because if it gets more people out of their houses and protesting the the value for human life, then let's go. (laughs) Black Lives Matter, baby. I think like any of his tweets are kind of those double-edged swords where it is inspiring people to go out and people like, you know, fuck this guy because he is, you know, yeah. getting a piece of shit. But yeah. at the same time, that's kind of what he wants. Like, I don't think he's trying to calm anything down, right? No. He's no. trying to divide I, and conquer. Divide and yeah. conquer. I guess. Yeah. He, he just likes getting angry and he likes getting people angry. So I think he's kind of accomplishing that. I didn't want to say that. I don't mean people who are who are going out or doing like a bad thing by proving him right. I just mean that um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to read into much of what he says because it's just so much bullshit and he's just trying to get people to conquer and divide. Divide and conquer. Yeah. Let's tweet in all caps. We will <laughs> just state random statements to change the narrative of what's actually happening and then say great jobs and economy and buzzword. Like... <laughs> It's so mind-numbingly annoying to watch. And yeah, boy, and I'm there with you. Like, hopefully, you know, it does inspire people to be like, okay, enough is enough. Like, I need to speak out about this. Yeah. But I, I think it's more likely it's just going to continue to divide and, and create the, like a deeper void between, I, I guess, ideologies. And I don't know if I'm against that anymore. Like I'm here for if people want to change, if people want to have a conversation, I will always have that conversation. I'm not here to shut anyone out. Yeah. But I think like Josh, Josh Briscoe talked about this and he put it really eloquently is like, we can't wait for the other 10, 20, 30, 40%, whatever it is to decide that they want, we want to move forward. It's we have to start moving forward and they can come along if they want. Yeah, exactly. I don't like there's some, Thing, something you can compromise on in this world. Like, I don't know, if you're negotiating the signing of FIFA, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. you can compromise there. But, like, I don't think there's any middle ground here. It's like you're either, you know, against racism, you're either against police brutality, or you're like, you're, you know, you're lost, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, and I don't, again, with Trump, I don't know if anything he argues is ever in good faith. Like he just yeah. trying to get his base angry. I don't think he actually cares one or the other about any of this. <laughs> and he's not the only one who does that. Like there's plenty of Republican senators do that too. Like Tom Cotton, I don't know if you saw, but his he's a senator who had a, an op-ed in the New York Times. It's got a lot of that controversy because basically he's calling for the military to step in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's arguing that in good faith because he actually cares. He's trying to get the constituents angry. Mm-hmm. Um, Law so, and order. Yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> Quote on. Better TV Quote. show than it is a policy. <laughs> you know who we really need to catch up to speed though? Fast. Those people that are like, I'm not a racist, but <laughs> it's what? like what what but? What but are you talking about? You don't need to say that. Just shut up. <laughs> or don't even have an opinion, actually. <laughs> like just shut up. You get off Twitter. Go tell your wife you love her unless she's cheating on you. I don't know. Like, just that, I doubt that person's married. 
No, true. Just don't have an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Just shut up. Hey, person on Twitter, stop having opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Signed, B. Antonoff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I, 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 I like that as a kind of a jumping off, or I guess a jumping in, coming in point. I don't know. It's a point. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having a real discussion with me. I do appreciate that. I know it's not always the easiest thing, but I love the conversations that we're having as friends and I just hope that those continue. And I was, I'm glad that we can take at least some of this to air and share our thoughts. Cause I think, you know, just the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it, the, the more we can help from our, from our point. Right. Yeah. And we are three white dudes. But, yeah. But you know, very clear. We are three yeah. white dudes who are just doing what we can. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, boy, and I'll start with you. What's uh, one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? And you can't say don't have opinions. Okay. Okay. But, but okay. <laughs> what if I say don't have opinions to racist people? Then can I have an opinion? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, no. But, Man, what have I said before on this show that I'm not just going to regurgitate again? <laughs> it's a, regurgitation is fine because we all need reminders because we forget things in like two weeks. <laughs> this is true. Um, honestly, you know what? Look at memes. Just follow some dank meme accounts because when have you looked at a meme account and not laughed at one of them? And you know what? Through all the bullshit going on in this world, just follow one, man. Just follow one that you really, really like. And just go for it. And just look at it once a day when you're feeling down. Just remind yourself, ah, shit, it could be worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, at least give us a meme account that we can follow. Dude, all right, I'll find one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, while Boyan finds one, uh, Liam. Yeah, what about Dank Memes Gang on Twitter? I I mean, Instagram. There we go. Yeah, dude, no, it's it's real. (laughs) It's it's real. I mean, it's about a 50-50 shot between just saying a name like that. Dank underscore memes underscore 69, and that's probably an account. Dank yeah, memes factory. That's definitely, that's definitely an account. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Liam, what's a tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? That's welcome. Fantastic. Um, again, I don't, I still remember what I did last time, but it kind of like tipping back to like what we were just discussing um like the eternal the selfless acts like that like produces some sort of and i'm not a i don't know <laughs> bro science it up term, please <laughs> yeah but it, it just makes like gives you some sort of satisfaction mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing um and i think not only does that make you feel good but it gives you the motivation to keep doing it mm-hmm. rather than people who are just living their bubble being you know short-sighted or selfish like those, you know, those idiots we talk about on Twitter, mm-hmm. they, they're probably not as happy as, the, you know, people are acting selfless. Mm-hmm. Like when I donated to various charities the past week, you know, that, that felt better than, I don't know, putting money towards something less useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's um, a good tip. And it's not just money, of course. Because I know some people don't have that luxuries. It could be um, words. It could be reaching out to people it could be any sort of gesture mm-hmm. or just you know living your life selflessly 
I'd have to find the link for it, but there is a YouTube video making the rounds where if you don't have the money to donate, you can watch this video on YouTube and the, all the ad revenue from this video where it's just, it's a bunch of um, like creations from, from, I guess, minorities. I, I, I'm not, I'm not certain on it exactly. I haven't watched the full thing yet. I watched like a half hour of it. Um, but basically all the ad revenue goes towards these different charities to helping out um, in these communities and, and it goes to a positive benefit. So if you don't have the money to donate, then do what you can with your time, like donate that to watching that YouTube video or, you know, reaching out to different causes, seeing what you can do is make your time, your donation. And yeah, yeah absolutely. Doing something for someone else, you get the same emotions as if you were doing it for yourself. So do what you want, would want to happen to you want to other people and you'll feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? Last words, anything else that we didn't touch on? Uh, the Premier League's coming back and Liverpool about to be champions in uh, two weeks. So uh, I'll, be, I'll be somewhere in a ditch. So if you guys don't hear from me, it's because I'm there. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I love it. I'll, be, uh, I'll be watching too as a, as a newly anointed <laughs> Liverpool fan. <laughs> Dude, hell yes. Welcome to the club, bud. Um, last words. Uh, I think Drew Brees is the human embodiment of the Homer Simpson into the bushes meme. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Boyan, real quick, what's something you're grateful for? You guys, you too. You, you two are great. Aww. Liam, what's something you're grateful for? Uh, I can't believe I can top that one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... <laughs> Let me think here. I'm uh, grateful for Liverpool going to win in two weeks. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I've, been a, I've been a lifelong lifelong fan, as you know. And uh, you know, I'm just going to... Up the reds. Uh, responsibly, you know, don't want <laughs> you know, to make crowds, but yeah. Yeah, do I can. responsibly up the reds awesome thanks guys i uh there appreciate you your time tonight have a great one you too thank you, you.